You are listening to the Slow Living Podcast, and I'm your host, Stephanie O'Day. What if I told you that you could truly have the life of your dreams, the life you've always wanted, one filled with abundance, joy, and a sense of purpose? It's absolutely possible, and I see it each and every day with my coaching clients. It all starts with learning how to slow down. You deserve to live the life you've always dreamt about. Let's get started. Hi there, Slow Down Society. Steph here, and this is episode number 31. And today we are going to talk about being triggered. And I get actually a lot of questions about this through email and through messaging. And people like to use the word being triggered. And I think it's kind of a new sort of slang, psychobabble word when It is really just an emotional response that you don't feel in control of. So you feel a little spirally and kind of frantic. And it is a disproportionate emotional response to something that is happening. So a circumstance or an event where you don't feel in control. And because of that, you sort of respond So a lot of people write to me and they ask how not to yell and they're trying to stop yelling at their kids and they're trying to stop having their first reaction to something to be anger. And and that is great and that is wonderful. And and those are pretty much the type of triggers that we're going to deal with the most. So, I mean, there's other emotional triggers like I personally happen to get triggered easily and cry when something is sappy or emotional. Um, Disney movies always make me cry. Hallmark commercials or Hallmark movies, something romantic-y or sort of remembering the beginning stages of motherhood always makes me a bit weepy and sad and my eyes cheer up. That isn't a problem for me, so it's not something that I'm actively trying to fix. But I think when most people use the word being triggered, it's because they see something online or they see something on the news, or somebody says something, and they immediately feel angry or rage. And that's the type of thing that we're going to talk about today. So first off, take a deep breath and know that I think you're wonderful and that there's absolutely nothing wrong with you in any way, because all humans, all Human beings have emotional hot buttons. Life happens. Things happen that we cannot control. And humans, we really like to control things. We really want to do all of the things. And that's when we feel calm and we feel like, oh, I've got this. I've checked off all of the things on my to-do list. And everything is working the way that I perfectly planned out in my head. And that feels really good. And it feels very in control, but that's not real life. In real life, things happen. Somebody says something we don't like to us. Somebody cuts us off in traffic. We read an email and it makes us feel insecure or 
someone points something out that they think we did wrong. And because of that, we feel anxiety starting in our chest and our stomach, and we feel very vulnerable and it's bothersome. And depending on how much work you've done and paying attention to your thoughts and your feelings and your emotions, sometimes you react with rage. And it's like all of a sudden that there's this internal button and it's been pushed and we're grabbed by intense, intense emotional reaction. So that is normal. That is typical for the human experience. But if you're listening to this, chances are you have a teeny part of you that wants to be above that, that wants to be sort of an idealized version of yourself. If you're interested in personal development, if you're interested in personal growth, if you're trying to be the best human ever and you want that calm, collect, peaceful feeling that I outlined in the Simple Shortcuts to Peace course and you want to feel as in control, and I'm going to say that in quotes, as humanly possible to your thoughts and your feelings and your emotions, you don't want <laughs> to be someone who is easily triggered and you really do want to find a way to rein that in. And so that is what we're going to talk about today. So when you look back at what has personally triggered you or when you are watching someone that you know, oh, that person is always yelling or that person is always upset. Usually what happens is, is there's a few feelings. There's a few common feelings that whatever happened is quote unquote triggering in us. And it's feelings of betrayal, um, feelings of being disapproved upon, um, a belief that perhaps you have that is being challenged by someone else. Maybe you somehow feel as if you are unwanted or not good enough. Maybe you have a feeling of insecurity that gets triggered. Maybe you feel a loss of independence and all of a sudden you no longer can do the things that you want to do because you have to do these other things to keep other people happy. Or if you're actually caring for another person, you have to keep them physically alive and well and, and maintained and taken care of. And because of that, you have then since lost a little piece of yourself and your independence. And that upsets you. Maybe you feel triggery when you feel rejected or you feel as if you're giving your all to someone and they're not reciprocating and you feel like you're wasting your time and that person doesn't value you. Maybe it's over unfair and unjust treatment. So you, some people are constantly looking for examples of someone I'm just going to throw this out, like abusing animals. And so because that is their, their thought and that's what they're thinking about all of the time, they're constantly looking for examples of animal abuse or unjust treatment to a certain political party or a certain um, uh, portion of the human population. So because I don't know you personally, I'm going to talk about 
me <laughs> and what makes me personally feel triggered. And it, I've done an awful lot of work on it. And I'm, I'm happy now that it takes an awful lot to sort of set me off. And then sometimes just for fun, I will go on a rant or a rampage or act out really just to sort of relieve uh, like like an internal valve of pressure. But because I've done so much work on myself and done a lot of self-coaching and coaching with others, it, it takes a lot now. I, I'm able to sort of stop and, and slow down and look at things from a 10,000-foot view rather than feeling all of the feels right in the here and the now and then reacting to them. So I've heard, I've definitely said this before on this podcast, but if you're new to the podcast and you want to go back and listen to some of the first few episodes, I'm a very big proponent of feeling all the feels and you're not trying to squash them. You're not trying to shove them aside. That is honestly a recipe for failure. You can't ignore your feelings. You can't wish them away. You can't numb them out with drugs or food or alcohol or distractions such as social media or watching the news or not paying attention to them and just shoving them aside, they will always resurface. They will always come back. And if you don't deal with them properly, they'll come back in inappropriate times, which is really what we're talking about here. And so, for instance, for me, I feel upset and angry and a little lashy outy e, which I've decided is a word, so we're going to go with that, lashy outy e. And when I feel stupid or when I feel inadequate or if I feel like I'm not smart enough to figure something out. And that raises its head for me pretty darn often in dealing with technology. And I have to deal with a lot of technology. So even just speaking to you right now through this podcast software, I had to learn something new. And I unfortunately have this sort of I'm not good enough feeling and self-doubt sometimes when it comes to technology and learning new things. I am not an early adopter to new technology. I don't like it. I literally live in the doorstep of Silicon Valley and there's Apple stores and when the iPhone first came out and the different variations of the iPhone and people camped out overnight to get this newest thing. I didn't get it. Like my brain does not compute why new fancy technology is exciting to other people. It's not exciting to me. And I can't make that leap of why it would be exciting to them. My husband, he thinks it's neat. He likes puzzles. He likes figuring out new things. He gets excited every time there's an iOS update. I groan. I don't want them to goof around with my apps. I don't want them to goof around with all of the stuff that in my mind is perfect. There's nothing wrong with it. Why fix something just for the sake of fixing it? It really it it bugs me and it's not something that I'm into. So I can't even remember when the iPhone came out, but I had a blue like flip phone. It wasn't an actual flip phone that it opened and flipped. It had this sliding part with a keyboard and I could do some text messaging here and there, but it didn't have a camera. It had nothing 
fancy in any way. It certainly had no apps. I used it as a phone and here and there I would text. And it was the kind of texting where each key (laughs) had like three letters. So like to do a C, I would have to press the A button, A, B, C, three times to get to the C. So texting took forever. It was, it was not fancy and it was not fast in any way. And those are two words that I would probably (laughs) use to describe myself in an adjective is not fancy and not fast. And I really have always sort of thought of myself as not being good with tech and not being good with complicated, fancy things. And and that's probably why I've always been drawn to the simplicity of the crockpot. I mean, the earlier ones, it was literally just a knob that was off low and high, and that was it. And I understood that. And I didn't need an instruction manual. And so anyway, where am I going with this? So this past week, I sort of feel like I was being tested in many, many, many ways when it comes to technology. And in these past three days, it's probably been five different tech fiascos that have come my way that I've needed to deal with and handle. And if I wasn't in a place where I am right now, I think it really would have thrown me for a loop and I would have gotten super ragey and very upset. And I wanted to share that with you because I really am a real person. And (laughs) while I do a lot of thinking and coaching about this, and I'm happy to help you and I'm happy to help my one-on-one clients, if you don't do the work often, if you don't take the time to slow down, if you don't take the time to pay attention to what is going on, it's very easy to sort of lash out in, in rage and in anger. So when, when you think about being squeezed and, and you sort of envision a lemon or a lime or an orange, when you're squeezing that, what comes out is what's inside. So a lemon has lemon juice, an orange has orange juice, a lime has lime juice. But if you're squeezed, what's coming out? Is it rage? Is it anger? Is it sadness? Is it despair? Is it loneliness? What is your predominant feeling when you're feeling squeezed? And if it's not a feeling that you like, then that is something to pay attention to and work on. So this past week, I'm (laughs) these five things that happened in only about three days. I think everything started on a Wednesday is my printer at work stopped working. So that's my desk printer right next to me at work. It stopped working. And I kind of had this thought like, all right, well, this is annoying, but the school has plenty of other printers. And so whatever. So then I ordered a new one and then it ended up being on back order. So then I had to call the business line for Office Depot. We had to cancel that order and needed to find something else in stock because when the back order was going to be filled, it would have been the end of the school year. Like it would have been ridiculous to get this printer in five weeks when I need a printer right now. I need it in 
tomorrow. And so I ended up on the phone with Office Depot Business for 24 minutes and 36 seconds. And I know this because the Cisco phone counts how long you're on the phone. I was missing phone calls. I could tell that there were different people in the school district calling and I couldn't get through to them because I'm on the phone with this customer service person who in my mind was not doing a very good job. And I am a great customer servicer. I love helping people. I answer the phone. Hi, how can I help you? I answer emails. Oh, I can do this. I can help you. I help my coaching clients. They've got a problem. I'm happy to help them. I'm happy to do these things. I'm a great customer servicer. I love it. I, I, I literally do it all day long and I'm very, very good at it. I had the thought that this person was not good at her job and I had an air of superiority and the more I could feel sort of the tension rising in my chest and my throat, the more frustrated I was getting. And she wasn't able to find the new printer for me that I wanted. And I was getting frustrated. So I ended up having the thought, hey, Steph, who cares? Just pay extra. It's, it's not your money. <laughs> It's not your money. Stop trying to save money. Stop trying to make things more complicated. You want what's in stock. Yes, it costs an extra $279. It's fine. There's money in the budget. Stop making this complicated. Just go the easy route. It's going to be fine. And so once I succumbed to that thought and started taking that action, everything just worked out. And now we've got a printer at work. So that was one of the things. And then, as if the universe was playing a cruel joke, my printer at home the very next day stopped working. So I am in the middle of signing some contracts with um, a new literary agent and publisher, and I wanted to print something out at home, and I could not. It was four, I, like 4.45-ish in the morning. I couldn't print, and I'm goofing around with the different Wi-Fi networks. And again, I feel that tension. I feel that that feeling of, of upsetness, but really it was a feeling of inadequacy, of thinking the thought of how on earth am I going to be a legitimate business person at home if I can't even print this contract to sign? Like, this is ridiculous. How can I conduct business this way? And, and I had that sort of feeling of being stupid, being ridiculous that I thought this should be easy, that I thought I could do all of these things and do it well. And so I did. I felt very inadequate and sad and stupid. <laughs> and because of that, I wasn't able to problem solve anymore. I, I wasn't able to thoughtfully disconnect the Wi-Fi and set it up again and do all that. I, instead, I, I was feeling myself getting kind of upset and, and frustrated. So I needed to take a step back. And then I asked for help and Adam came in and he pushed a few buttons and everything was fine. So that was printer number two. When it comes right down to it, we all just want to climb into bed each night, feeling calm, content, and at peace. We want to know that we were able to keep all the balls in the air, and we're productive without neglecting our own needs and wants. I know. I get it. 
That is why I recorded a free masterclass on the 10 things happy, successful people do each and every day, and I'd love for you to join us. Learn simple and practical tips to reclaim the sanity and joy in your home and family at stephanieoday.com forward slash masterclass. So the third thing was later that afternoon at home, Windows on my PC decided it needed to update. And I always put off the updates because I don't like them. Well, finally, I put it off long enough that it had no choice. So the computer at home updated itself. And in doing so, Chrome, which is the browser that I use, Google Chrome, reset. Have, I don't know, 40-ish tabs open (laughs) all the time. And so they crashed. And then I needed to rediscover all of my saved passwords. So I lost all of the passwords for all of the things that were open. So for the email software, for Canva, for Pinterest, for Instagram, for Facebook, all of the tabs that had saved passwords crashed. And so I needed to redo that. And in the huge scheme of things, not a big deal, but it was kind of annoying. Wasn't super happy. And then very next morning, all of a sudden, my iPhone, the camera refused to work. So the selfie camera worked, the front camera worked but not the back camera. And at the same time, the flashlight stopped working. So I discovered this at work and I spent, I don't know, two, three hours Googling how to fix it myself. Couldn't fix it at all. I was getting frustrated. I could feel myself getting frustrated. I was feeling stupid. I didn't understand why this was happening or how the day before it could have worked, but now it didn't. So that afternoon... I go to the Apple store and the guy there says, okay, so this is a hardware problem, not a software problem. You need to make a um, appointment with the Genius Bar. So I, again, could tell I was getting annoyed. So I took some deep breaths. I'm like, all right, we're not going to fix this today. I'll make your appointment with the Genius Bar. And so I was already sort of ticking in my head all of the tech issues I've had in these last few days and trying to figure out, like, what is the lesson here? What is going on? Why am I needing to deal with this? And I was. I'm going to be completely honest. I was feeling annoyed, like highly annoyed and frustrated that these things kept happening. And so next day, I had my Genius Bar appointment, and I go in, and they discover it's a hardware problem and they cannot fix it, and we didn't pay for the insurance, and we didn't pay for Apple Care or whatever it was, and the warranty expired, so we needed to get a new phone. And okay, so I agreed, and I kind of sucked up the money, like whatever, this is what we're going to do. And then instead of doing a transfer phone to phone, they said, will just wipe this old phone clean and maybe the camera will come back that way. And are you okay with that? Because everything's back to iCloud. So even if you do get this new phone, it won't be an issue because everything's saved. So I said, okay, and I agreed to it because I assumed that would all work out and it didn't. And they wiped the old phone clean. And then we rebooted the new phone and we type in the Apple ID and the password and all this stuff. And it said that there was no data to retrieve. 
So all of the photos, all of the text messages, all of the contacts, all of my apps were just gone. And I had this empty phone. (laughs) And I literally felt as if a horse kicked me in the stomach. I felt nauseous. I felt stupid for trusting this other human and believing that they knew what they were doing and that a phone-to-phone transfer wasn't necessary and that everything was in the cloud and it would just magically reappear. I did not get angry. And it was sort of this out-of-body experience where I said out loud, I am feeling nauseous. I need to stand up. So I stood up and I kind of took a few deep breaths and I thought, I, I literally had the thoughts, you know what, Steph? It's just a thing. Your family's healthy. You're healthy. Life is good. It's fine. It's just a thing. So I sat back down. We ended up talking to three other different people and a supervisor and then somebody else and then someone from hardware. And then we end up on the phone with Apple Care support and they get into the old phone somehow. And in the course of about two and a half hours, all of the data starts trickling in. And where I am now, this was yesterday, and where I am now, this brand new phone looks 99, 98% the way the old phone was. It's fine. Maybe I've lost a few things, but it's fine. The photos are all backed up. Everything's fine. So really, I only lost data for about an hour, maybe 90 minutes. In those 90 minutes, I could have been very upset. And I wasn't. And I thought that in my own life and in my own human experience, I've come across many people who probably would have been very, very upset and would have gotten angry and maybe would have stormed out and maybe would have thrown a fit but I didn't. And I'm proud of myself for not having done that. And so I want you to really think about how in real life stuff happens that you don't like and you're not going to enjoy the experience. But what you can do is slow down and take a deep breath and decide what kind of person you want to be, and then follow that through. You do not need to yell. You do not need to throw things. You do not need to act in rage. In real life, people will disappoint you. Bad stuff will happen. You will feel stupid. You will feel inadequate. And the only thing you can do is try your hardest while it's happening to be the kind of person you want to be. And for me, I want to be a calm person. I want to be a peaceful person. I want to be a role model to others. I want to be a helper and a teacher and a leader. And those things are more important to me than getting my way and proving myself right. I mean, I, I could have got off on the, the poor little kid at the Apple store. He's just, he's somebody's child. He's, 
he's in his 20s and he's probably working his way through college and it's not his fault. He was doing what he thought was right. And I could have yelled at him, but I didn't because he's, he's just somebody's kid. So that is where I'm going to leave you today to really just kind of think about it and maybe proactively plan out what are you going to do the next time somebody cuts you off in traffic, the next time the washing machine breaks, the next time your kid spills the entire carton of orange juice all over the place. How are you going to react? What are you going to do? At the end of the day, what is really important and what isn't? All right. I hope that was helpful. As always, I think you are absolutely wonderful. If you have any questions, reach out to me, message me on Facebook and Twitter, email me, steph at stephanieoday.com. If you want to work on your mindset and want to set up a free call with me, no cost, happy to help. That's at stephanieoday forward slash mindset. If you want to know more about how to enroll in the Simple Shortcuts to Peace course, that's stephanieoday.com forward slash peace. All right. So for now then, peace out. I think you're wonderful and have a great day. Do you have a slow living story to share? Leave me a voicemail at stephanieoday.com forward slash podcast with any questions, comments, feedback, or testimonials, and I will be sure to include it in an upcoming episode. Also, if you found value in this episode, please share it with your family and friends and subscribe through your favorite podcast provider. The more you share, comment, and leave positive reviews, the more people we can reach and share the slow living lifestyle and messaging. Thank you, Slow Down Society, and have an absolutely wonderful day.